listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And in our last podcast, we talked about how to get a puppy from a reputable breeder, how to find a reputable breeder, how to work with him or her, and as a result, Petra and I each have our two new puppies. Yes. So she has her baby, Tango, and I have Hero. So that's our, our official announcement of the new puppies' names. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be hearing stories as we go along and as they grow up and our experiences as we talk to you guys about things, what we experience as well. So, But we also promised you in that podcast that we'd also talk about other ways to get puppies because... I know a lot of people like to rescue a puppy. They like the idea of of, uh, potentially saving a puppy's life, maybe from a shelter or rescue. And that's absolutely fine. And some people just prefer to get a local puppy, maybe, or don't want to pay the prices that a breeder may ask. So we're going to talk in this podcast about ways to get a puppy other than a reputable breeder. But I want to tell you a little story first, as you know I'm going to. My first purebred dog, as I'd hate to call myself an adult at that point, but I thought I was an adult at that point. A young adult. A young adult, yes. A young, immature adult. (laughs) (laughs) But out on my own and earning a living. That would be many, many, many Many years years ago. ago. (laughs) And a galaxy far, far 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 away. away. (laughs) But yeah, who's counting? My first dog on my own was a German Shepherd who became known as Watashi. And he got me into dog training because I knew nothing about dog training and he was smarter than I was. But I didn't feel that I could afford to get a German Shepherd puppy from a breeder. So I went to German Shepherd Rescue. His litter had been abandoned when they were very young, probably six to seven weeks old. And when they were picked up off the streets in a a local city in Southern California, the puppies were eating roadkill. And so, yes, I did not have to pay a breeder's price for that puppy, but I ended up probably paying twice that in veterinary bills. So one thing to think about when you're deciding where to get your puppy is, first of all, that adage, nothing in life is free, is totally true. And a reputable breeder's puppy are more likely, there's no guarantee for anything, but more likely to be healthy. That's funny you said that, because one of our students just in our class this past week, I believe, said the exact same thing. Nothing life is free. And I looked at her and said, why? She did the same thing. Rescued, did a good thing, rescued a dog, and it's cost her triple of what a purebred would have been. Yeah. So, so that's just one thought. We're not trying to talk you into one thing or another. 
all three of us have rescued dogs in the past. It just happens that this particular, the puppy Petra got and the one I got, we did go back to the same breeder that we got our previous dogs from. You know, when you have a good experience, you, you like to repeat that. But we have, all three of us have rescued dogs um, on more than one occasion. So we know both sides of the issue. So lots of places where we can get a puppy if we're not going to a breeder. Craigslist, Pet Finder online or other websites, rescues. Word of mouth. Word of mouth, a friend of a friend of a friend whose dog had puppies. Can we just kind of eliminate from further consideration the puppy stores? Oh yes, uh, we're not. E- let's not even discuss the there. stores that sell puppies. Let's just say we don't agree with that. We don't like that. That could be a whole nother podcast on why we don't like it. But yes, right here and now, do not get a puppy from a pet store. Okay. Well, or. If a pet store is getting from a local breeder... No, they lie. Well, they lie. That's true. (laughs) I'm thinking about the ones that's puppies, puppies, and nothing but puppies in there. Oh, Right. Right. Yeah. The one that they shut... One of the ones they shut down locally had signs that all their puppies came from local breeders, but they were shipped in from Missouri. They were basically the Costco of puppies. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, if one were to... Look for a puppy. I guess look at, if you're interested in a particular breed, they're breed rescues. And that helps because those breed rescues, under, the people there are love that breed and have a better understanding of that breed. Lab rescue, shepherd, German shepherd rescue, so on, so on. Puppies are not commonly found in rescue. Maybe older puppies. Maybe someone got a puppy and then found that puppy was too much for them. But they do often have teenage puppies or young adults. And as Pedro said, the uh, people that love that breed, they know the pros and the cons of that breed, and they can make sure that you're ready for that breed. Right. And tell you the true, not the Disney version, of what the dog will need and what you have to do and whether you're really a good matchup for that breed. And some of those rescues, a well-run rescue, well, you may want to go in there with the mentality, I want a young dog, uh, you know, under a year or so, and them talking to you may actually suggest something older that may fit your family and your lifestyle better. Some rescues will do that. If you're busy, working long hours away from the house, perhaps have busy kids involved in sports, or Mm -hmm. an older dog may be a much better fit. Mm Mm-hmm. How many times have we had students come in and say, wow, it's been so many years since we last had a puppy, we'd forgotten how much work it is. <laughs> yes. I'll exactly. agree with that. I mean, it, it's only been four years since Bones was a puppy, so I remember it well and I was ready for it. But yeah, puppies are a lot of work. Mm-hmm. They keep you busy. And all the preparation thereof, uh, puppy proofing the house, puppy proofing the yard, Cleaning up after them, after they dig a hole in the backyard, uh, after they spill their water bowl for the third time on a hot day. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. So one thing I, I will add about rescues, though, is sometimes rescues are a little overzealous. Don't be surprised if they ask you lots of questions. If they want to come to your house and check out your house, come to your house and check out, out your fence. And and I'm not saying overzealous in that what they're doing is wrong, but sometimes they don't take into account that 
every home situation is not the same. Right. So you may well be ready for a puppy or a teenager or a young adult, and you may have to talk your way into it. Right. Because sometimes they have a, a picture of what the perfect home for that breed will be, and not everybody fits into that picture. And the other flip side, I mean, there are so many wonderful people in rescue. And then, you know, there's there's outliers of any group. So some of them become, nobody is really good enough to adopt our puppies. Yes. That can well, happen. Well, my husband and I, when we were trying to get a kitten years ago, were told by the local Humane Society that I had previously served on the board of that we couldn't have a kitten. Because you had big dogs? Because we had big dogs. Not the right. fact that I was co-owner of Kindred Spirits Dog Training. Not the fact that I'd written 80-some books on dogs and cats and other pets. Not that I served on the board of directors for that Humane Society, but the person... dogs had lived with other cats successfully before. All their lives, but they wouldn't adopt a kitten to us. Then the flip side are the rescuers who say that we will find a home for every dog, no matter how stable Dam- they are. Damaged. Damaged. How much, damaged. Damage, damage. How much luggage. Yes. How much Baggage luggage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's a joke with me, uh, a friend who had a friend from a very wealthy community, and her friend was telling her that basically she was so rich that she didn't have baggage, she had luggage. <laughs> That's always just struck me as funny. So, yeah, some, some groups will believe that no matter how much luggage a puppy or a dog has, and that's not always the best thing if the person doesn't know what they're getting into. So that leads into that. So there are many places to find a puppy. You can go to the shelter. You can go to a a breed rescue. You can go to an all-breed rescue. You can check on Craigslist, which is kind of scary to me, but I've known people that have gotten some wonderful dogs from Craigslist. So how do people choose the best puppy, teenage puppy or young adult, from an unknown situation? If you aren't going to a breeder where the lineage is known, where mom and dad are health screened, if mom and dad are well known and are visible for you to see, how can you still pick a good puppy? And while I'm thinking about every dog should be saved, (laughs) we also say the flip side of adopters is I must take this damaged puppy dog to save it. Right. And just, you know, if, If you're going to do that, God bless you. But are you prepared for the next 10 years of your life, more or less, to to save and and work with this damaged dog? You know, and then if you... And and look, hopefully these people also allow you to bring it back if it's not a good fit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it doesn't fit right. It's it's too damaged for what that person can handle. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they have the option to bring it back. Anyway, yeah, the person who had bought a puppy from one of those Costco puppy places was like, Don't, I don't want to get sued from Costco. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Big warehouse, box store of puppies. There you go. Um, I like Costco. I do. I I went there today. I love Costco. I love my card. But uh, she, she wanted, she knew the puppy was not right, was not healthy, but she wanted to, to get it out of that bad place. Unfortunately, every time you take a puppy out of a bad place and you pay for it, whether it be by donation or outright buying it, you have just told that person or that organization that what they're doing will make money for them. 
and that's not a good thing. So we need to take a break for our sponsors. So hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Are you confused by the overwhelming number of supplements for your dog? Developed by a veterinarian, Dr. Baker's all-natural canine system saver is designed to address many of the common problems your dog faces today, including allergies, inflammatory diseases, arthritis, hip dysplasia, geriatric problems, and more. Restore and maintain your dog's health with Dr. Baker's all-natural canine system saver. Order two bottles today and receive 20% off plus free shipping. Visit Canine System SystemSaver.com. To get this special offer, enter coupon code RS20 at checkout. It's DesignerPetSweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com. Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. Our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed a very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has... Every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. <laughs> We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. So let's go past the damaged puppy at this okay. point and go back to my... Because <laughs> there are a lot of wonderful puppies out there right. looking for homes. Right. So if they're looking somewhere for a puppy other than a reputable breeder, how can they find a good puppy? First of all, ask questions. Yeah. I mean, I guess first see... Well, if it is a puppy, it was it found with the litter. Was there a mom... I mean, sometimes you unfortunately do see pregnant, the females just released, let go, dumped, whatever you want to call it, pregnant. Well, one of our our assistant trainers did that. She, working through a local rescue group, she fostered a a mama dog and her four-day-old puppies when she got them. Yeah. Mama had been dumped pregnant and was covered with fleas and ticks and skin infections and, and 
and a very sweet dog. Yeah, she was a very sweet dog. And so she gave birth to her puppies in the shelter, and then the rescue saved her and the puppies, and our trainer fostered them until they were adopted. And she kept one of them. The foster failed to a little damaged guy who's, who's deaf, but she's up to dealing with that. So ask questions of the rescue, ask questions of the shelter. How much do they know about Mama? Do they know anything about Mama? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't. You know, just locally here this week, several of the local shelters took in 65 dogs flown in from Louisiana that lost their homes during the floods. Yeah. Most of them were puppies. Yeah, a lot of young ones. So you just so, don't know the history. Some of them, they don't know the I mixture think. of breeds. Yeah. I was looking at some of them going, oh my gosh, that's... An all-American Heinz 57. Uh, so, but find out as much as you can. And if you're talking to the owner of the mother dog, perhaps the puppy's advertised on Craigslist or something like that, be pushy about the questions. Was mom healthy? Was mom up to date on her shots? Had mom been wormed? How old was mom? Had she had a litter before? Did she know how to be a good mama? Will they be able to see mom? Will they be able to see them? Sometimes you hear people, they went and got a puppy, but, oh, no, mom was there, but they never showed us. Hey, we'll Why? meet you in the parking lot. and uh, Yeah. 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 Uh, huge red flag. Huge red flag. But be pushy about the questions. How old is the puppy? Yeah. <laughs> California, as a state law, have to be eight weeks or over to adopt out. But it's amazing how many students we talk to, or uh-huh. future students we talk to, that Got puppies at six or seven weeks of age. And that's a whole nother syndrome problem with uh, puppies that are removed from their mother and siblings too early can have significant emotional issues. That last throughout adulthood <clears throat> that, they'll, that they may never overcome. Many of them never overcome. Especially if the new owner is not aware of the problem and takes immediate steps to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it just, it, uh, yeah. Another little of my... She's on a tangent. Uh, one of my tangents. Don't take two. Oh, okay? yeah. No matter how adorable they are, do not take two. I know we've done other podcasts on there, but I just, okay, off my soapbox, I had to throw that in. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, agree. So, look at the age. Gosh, it'd be like, you know, I think some people spend more time checking out a new used car. Right. Then they do a puppy. Yeah, puppy or a dog. You know, take it to the vet. Get a health exam uh, before you plunk down money, you know, or make some agreement with them somehow. Is this puppy as old as they say it is? Is it healthy? And... um, Unless they find out how long they've had it in rescue. Yeah. You know, who's had it? What kind of household? Because, you know, rescues, they're all private people in their homes. Who's had it, or what has the dog been exposed to? Like, was it a house that had kids, a house that had other little dogs, cats? Or was it in the kennel in the backyard? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Find out as much as you can about what it's been through already, knowing that you can change a lot of it. But if it's really young, and it happens, uh, mama gets killed or is too sick to take care of it. But if you do take a puppy younger than, say, eight weeks, then be ready to deal with that. Know, know the skills that you need. Find yourself a trainer who knows about this so that you can help mitigate the damage done to that puppy. Okay. Yep. <sighs> um, and if you don't want a puppy, and if it's an older dog, I guess 
what information they may have on it. Sometimes you get, you were just saying somebody had passed away. Right. So if that is the case, some people don't, family don't, don't want the dog. Hopefully they turn it in and have, give some history. So some rescues by luck do have some history on older dogs. That's kind of it. Yeah. The, the woman was in her eighties. She died unexpectedly leaving a nine-year-old Papillon mix. And the nice thing is that her neighbors are all banding together to uh, to pay for a complete dentistry. Apparently the dog's got bad teeth. A complete dentistry and a check over and shots and get it all ready. And then they're looking to rehome it. So it's a, a one-time shot rescue group. <laughs> but that's, that's wonderful. The dog's not ending up in a shelter. And it's in right. their neighborhood. Exactly. These are people that have known this dog for years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it would be a wonderful dog for another person older in years. That's what the dog is already used to. You and that brings up a good point, because all, do- all these people know the dog. The uh-huh. dog knows them. So you, when you go to a rescue, sometimes you don't, you don't see the true personality of the dog. Quite often you don't. Yeah. The, the oh, I got it. It was so sweet. And I got home. It's, I had it for two weeks, and it's turned into something totally different hear those stories as well dogs that are in shelters or pounds or homes that they've not been in before they're they're, you know they're not in there they're not comfortable for a while and you're not going to see the true dog there or at home for a while but you know people that walk into the shelter and walk out 20 minutes later with a puppy spend some time with it watch the puppies playing play with them and the best shelters not all of them but the best shelters will ask you you can you can make an application on that puppy, and then they want you to come back with everyone in the family and your dog at home yeah. if you have one. Right. And so you can all meet the puppy. Right. You're still not going to see the true puppy or young dog because it's still an artificial situation. But you're more apt to see how your dog's going to react, whether this puppy is too much for your kids. How is it going? But that's the best shelters, the best rescues are going to ask to do that. So expect that. I mean, a friend of mine was sort of shaking her head saying that she she didn't have to sign as many papers to buy her home as she did to (laughs) adopt a dog from this particular rescue. But she also said, well, but they're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. So, you know. And some rescues will bring the dog to the house. And do a home check. Yeah, do a home check, see if the dog gets along with other people because, you know, Again, you're people home. Some people may not like somebody to come over or whatever situation. And is, judge I, you. So I know some will uh, bring the dog or puppy to your home. Yeah. And there are advantages to getting a teenager or an adult dog. So I just keep throwing that. I mean, ba- puppies ba- are adorable. Puppy, puppies are adorable. Well, um, one of my Aussies that I lost last year, I got him at about five months. You got Rio at just over four months. And Quill was, what, about six months? Yeah. So, you know, you still got puppyhood, but they're past the baby puppy right. stage. Personally, I love the baby puppy stage. I, I But then again, I work at home and, and have the time that I'm at home with the puppy. If I had to leave nine to five, it would be much more difficult. Yeah, it's hard to raise a puppy when you're working yeah. nine to five. But I manage. You manage. <laughs> you have a village... And a village. The village raised a child, the village raised a puppy. <laughs> well, I was thinking about when I lost my first Roddy girl. My friends dragged me over to the 
local auxiliary to the pound. Uh, it's called Focus, Friends of County Animal Shelters. So they took special need dogs out of the shelters and fostered them in their homes. And they had pulled this one Rottweiler because she had given birth at the shelter. So they pulled her and the puppies out. So my friends took me over there to see the puppies. Yeah, no, I ended up adopting the mama. (laughs) You know, and she had her baggage, but she was also a great dog. We had a good time together. So, yeah, my friends were like, aren't the puppies wonderful? And I'm like, yeah, but look at mom. Isn't she great? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Go with one mentality. I want to look at a puppy and then all of a sudden you end up with one of the adults. Yep. Keep your own mind open. So what else should people do? Well, get their house ready before they bring puppy home. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Puppy-proof the house. Puppy-proof the yard. Set up baby gates. Set up X-pens. I have, well, I have my yard portioned off so that the area where I have my plants that I value more... are fenced off so the puppy can't get to them. I have a fence in front of my raised bed garden so the puppy can't get up there. The rest of the yard is free to let him do whatever he wants to do. I have baby gates across my office door and across the hallway. I have the living room portioned off so he can't sneak around the corner that I can't see. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's a pain that your house is not the way it normally is, but it's only for a few months. Temporary. He's temporary. already doing so well. He knows how to empty the toy box. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best toy that my puppy has. Is the, the toy, toy box. box. <laughs> God, you just keep filling it and keep pulling things out. It's great. <laughs> and I made uh, toys. Yeah. and with, with all the dog toys available, because I have some toys have raised three, four, five dogs. The, mm-hmm. the toys are still there. I did have to teach him to leave my shoes alone because my shoes apparently are very attractive. Oh, that's a genetic trait. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, he's been very good. And another thing is talk to people of a, have a vet already in mind. Yeah. Actually, I'm surprised how many people will adopt a dog and then they'll go, okay, so where do I go for a vet? Ask around. Word of mouth is great. And many rescues will ask you who your veterinarian is. They will ask you, where are you going to be taking this puppy or this dog? So it's a good idea to to ask around. Ask your dog-owning friends or family members, where do you like to to take your your pet? We have all these wonderful apps now for social sharing, whether it's nation worldwide or local, and use more of those. I mean, or just take a stroll down. Down the street, when you see a well-behaved dog walking nicely on leash, say, hey there, where do you take your dog? For training. Yeah, and for f- grooming. And for grooming, and for the vet. Mm-hmm. You get the same answer enough times, then you start to get a trend. Yeah, we hear about that all the time. Which is not, yeah. Everybody told me I had to go to Kindred Spirits. A couple of people have sounded almost angry that they didn't have a choice. It's nice to hear, you know. I mean, yeah. A woman called today about bringing in her puppy to puppy play, and her vet had said, get thee to Kindred Spirits as soon as you can with a puppy. Here's the second vaccination. Now, get it into puppy class. Here, here's, and she gave him the card. So that was great. Yeah, yeah, or hiking. Lately, a couple of times. I'm not sure who's around hiking. Thank you very much for uh-huh. the publicity. But they're like, check my dog on this trail. Ran into somebody and recommended you guys. It happened a good half a dozen times already. So whoever that is, I appreciate it. <laughs> but use that word of mouth to find, I mean, there are oops breedings, you know, but... Um, in a backyard somewhere but 
that might be a chance to see what mom is like and to see how the puppy was raised. Mm-hmm. That might turn out to be a wonderful thing. I got a wonderful puppy that way many years ago that way. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Neighbors had an oops. Oh, yeah. Went over, and he was a great guy. He was a great little dog all of his life. No pedigree, but just had been raised well up until the time I got him, and I tried to continue. So lots of preparation. And not only, there's the physical, getting your house ready, but also the, who are you going to go to? Who's going to be your mechanic for your puppy? Yeah. Who's going to be your support group? Who's going to be your support group? And there's such a wealth of kinds of dogs. Take some time to figure out what kind of car you want to drive. I've had herding dogs all my adult life. I love herding dogs, but they're not the right dog for everybody. And I've steered more people away from them mm-hmm. than to them. Yeah. Because like people see my dogs and they go, oh, he's calm and he's so well behaved. And, and he looks at you with adoration and, and he's so awesome. But they don't understand what it took to get him to that point. And what I need to do to keep him challenged and to keep him happy, where another breed might be much, much better. Yeah. Kate and her terrier. Yeah. She loves him well. Quill's a wonderful dog for her. But he would drive me up a wall. <laughs> and those that know Jax are like, wow, he's called. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we worked hard on that. Yeah. Or but don't no, think he's that... not a purebred. Yeah. No. Or somebody, somebody said, somebody asked, what drugs did you give yeah. him? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yes, find the right breed. But then I've had to tell people, not all jacks are like this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. I get one just like him. No. no they <laughs> don't come like that. <laughs> Takes a lot of modifications to get this. So the right type of dog, the right breed of dog, the right individual personality. You could go look at half a dozen puppies and maybe one tugs at your heartstrings and the other five look like they'll drive you up the proverbial wall. Don't take the first puppy you see. Don't take the first puppy that needs rescuing. Don't take the first puppy that looks at you with big Bambi eyes. Choose the right puppy. This is hopefully a 15-year commitment. It's a good time to look at yourself and say, how much time do I have? What kind of personality am I? And what do I need in my life to have a good companion? So there. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Two-legged or four-legged. There. All right. Don't look, at, what is it? don't look at the color. Don't look at coat type. Don't look at... Except for grooming needs. Yeah, grooming. Yeah, right. you, yeah exactly. Or don't pick a puppy because it has that one blue eye or has both blue eyes. Oh, yes. You know, personality. You want to fit your family to have a like, set of companions. Yeah. All right. That's what we wish for you. Good companions for your life. Exactly. New adventures. (laughs) So that's it for us this time. We'll see you at our next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.